Hello, everyone. It's been a while, and um, I am really excited to do this episode of Teach This Teacher. And we have a few updates on our website. We, first of all, have several new courses offered by very talented teachers. So I hope that you go and check out our website, whether you are looking for professional development this summer or whether you are looking to teach professional development for pay. We offer both of those offerings, whether you're a learner or a teacher, and we hope you join our um, setup here. We are really excited today to do a, another uh, podcast on um, Twitter followers. These are my Twitter followers on Teach This Teacher. I get so many words of wisdom and really good points made uh, on Twitter that as I look through my Twitter feed, I'm kind of new to social media, so I don't know all the lingo quite, but these are really exciting um, uh, tweets that I found today that makes us think. Some of them are a little fun and a little silly, but most of all, um, these tweets make us uh, better if we really take time to think about them. So I think I'll do these episodes uh, more frequently, and I literally just log on to Twitter and find the most inspirational or funny or thought-provoking tweet um, that's on my Twitter feed for that day for various reasons. So let's just jump right into it. I'm going to try to keep this short um, because I know we're all busy, um, whether we're relaxing for the summer in preparation for the new school year or whether we're teaching summer school, we're all busy um, and we have our um, family lives going on. We just signed up for swim lessons um, for my three, uh, 11, three, and two years old. And so that's going to make us uh, very uh, busy coming and going this summer. And then we have tennis camp and skateboarding camp. And that's not even including all the things that the adults are planning on doing. So I hope you get a very relaxing um, summer break in. I just went golfing for the first time this summer with a couple of my friends and no, I'm not an actual golfer. Um, so it took me like 11 uh, turns to do a par four. <laughs> so I'm most certainly not a expert, an expert golfer. However, um, it's still relaxing and it's fun. And I hope you get out there and enjoy um, nature as well. So the first tweet that I want to talk about this morning comes from um, one of my followers, and I followed him, Zach Hartsman, I think is how you said it. It's Zach Hartsman Hey Listen Games is his whole handle. And um, I think that his tweet is pretty interesting. I found it this morning. It says, quote, you don't need Title I in your Twitter bio. And um, at first, I was wondering if he was trying to give people uh, professional um, advice, like, don't put this in your resume type thing. I wasn't quite sure where he was going with that. And so I clicked on it and I looked at some of the replies and some of his replies to the replies. And basically he is addressing people that, you know, have, um, you know, maybe in their um, Twitter bio or whatever bio, Instagram, uh, Wesley Glosson, Title One teacher at X Elementary. Now, of course, Zach is not the, um, Twitter police. And so if you want to have title one <laughs> in your bio, 
That is totally fine. But let's just talk about today why he um, is suggesting that you take out anything like that in your bio. So one person responded, I don't know why a person would do this. And Zach replied back with the word saverism, which we've been hearing recently. And so basically the whole idea here is um, do we need to advertise that we work in a low income school? I guess Zach's mind is that we, and I'm totally putting words in his mouth and I apologize. So Zach, if you are a listener, uh, you can tweet at me um, and correct me for um, putting the wrong words in your mouth, but I totally acknowledge that that's what I'm doing. Um, and so, but I think it gets back to this idea, you know, if we're a school teacher, be a school teacher. We don't have to advertise that we are literally saving humanity, even though we are <laughs> by education, you know, the world would be, and I think I tweeted something to this effect recently, the world would be a pretty scary place without teachers. You know, if we already can recognize the ignorance in which our world um, revolves around and, and the dangers that that causes for our world, uh, and that's with public education. So imagine if there was not such a robust public education and um, we weren't a part of it, where would our world be uh, now and where would it be in the future? So we are save, saviors of the world, if you will. But I think that Zach wants us to be mindful that we're not trying to attract praise and attention because we teach low income students because I, I think more than put the spotlight on myself as a low income, a teacher of low income students, it more puts a spotlight on the students and making them seem different from non title one schools, right? Uh, maybe that's a little bit of what uh, he's getting at. And I, I, I know how teachers feel that are teaching at title one schools, because that's all I've ever taught at. And you do feel like you should get a little bit more um, support, a little bit more um, encouragement. People should recognize you a little bit more because it is a total different ball game in teaching in a maybe more fluent area, a non-Title I and that sort of thing. So I can go either way on this, um, but it's kind of like, I guess, giving yourself a pat on the back. Like, uh, you know, if you rescued kittens, um, Maybe you can put kitten lover on your Twitter bio instead of kitten rescuer, <laughs> getting that praise, getting that attention. I don't know. Uh, but again, I am not the Twitter police and neither is my friend Zach. So that is our first. So someone also made a comment on there that said um, in their school district, they changed Title I coordinator to grant based coordinator. Um, maybe taking kind of the stigma out too is what we're going for here in, in these comments. Um, and then there's a very popular tweeter, a Nicholas Ferroni uh, on Twitter. He's a teacher, I believe, I believe, and can totally be corrected, but I believe in uh, New York. And his tweet today that we're going to discuss here um, I just love this. It's all things teacher and 
most people listening to this wouldn't even know what we're talking about. We're, we're like talking a second language. But his tweet said this, quote, I can't believe I have to tweet this, but learning something new is pretty much impossible when someone is, is in survival mode. This applies for students and teachers, end quote. So, again, I feel two ways about this. I feel this way. Somebody said this. This was a reply to him um, by someone going by the name of Anita E. Hayes. And I'm calling everybody's name here. I hope that's okay. But because you are on the World Wide Web, um, I suspect you're okay with that. These are your thoughts that you're willing to share with the world. But Anita said, you can learn from learning to survive. You can learn anywhere and anytime if you're looking for learning. So the point is, is yeah, you're saying that you're just learning to survive. Well, that is learning. You can learn from learning to survive. And this is half of my mind. Maybe this is three fourths of my mind. That the way I think is that you can learn from very difficult situations. So perhaps what our students learn more this year is how to grow in challenging environments, which is a thing that we need to learn that is not in common core standards or uh, Georgia standards of excellence where I live. It's not in any state standards, but it is very important to learn. And so I love that, a point, that point that Anita made. But going back to Nicholas's original thought, are we or were we requiring students um, uh, requiring too much of students in this impossible year. Um, and so I, I'm of both minds that perhaps we did in some ways, but I have to say that my 11 year old who was in fifth grade this year, um, his school held pretty high standards even during this hybrid school year. And he achieved a lot. He learned a lot, a whole lot. However, I also recognize that his experience is not every student's experience. He has a stable home. Right now, he has two parents at home during the day because I'm working from home as well. And so uh, we were, you know, there to wake him up, make sure he had eaten breakfast, logged on the computer at time, make sure he was in a room without distractions. We peeked in on him, made sure he was on the right thing. Hey, I checked his internet history to see was he watching YouTube and, and, and when he was supposed to be doing math, um, we found had, we went through his Google classroom to see if uh, he was turning in his work. So um, maybe he's not the best example to use. Um, but uh, let me get to another reply that moonshine or reaper wrote to Nicholas. He said, absolutely. We can't expect our students to learn when they're going through a crisis. That's why I was so gentle and focused on relationships, especially this year. The most important thing I hope my students learn is that they have a teacher who cares about them. So a very uh, important point, um, but that's still learning something, right? That's what the point is, is that they can learn. Maybe it's not the standards or maybe they don't learn the standards as they would have had they been sitting in a classroom. But um, hopefully they learn some really important things. Unprofessional Development Podcast is our third and last tweet that we're going to talk about today. Uh, and it's it, it's a funny one. It leaves us on a happy note, on a um, comical note. 
and under unprofessional development podcast says I teach high school. There are apparently two extremes on the spectrum of how long it takes to pack up and clean your room and almost no teachers in the middle. I'm in the already done as students walk out the door extreme. And so I thought this was so funny because it's true. You know how they say it's funny because it's true. Um, however, unprofessional development podcast, I must say that I was one of those almost no teachers in the middle. I was one of those in the middle. Um, I feel like I did a, I started maybe two weeks before the students, the last day of school. However, I didn't want my classroom to look so bare because, you know, we're already dealing with, um, I'm done ism. The students are like, I'm done. Honestly, the teachers in our mind are saying I'm done. And so I knew that if I transferred, transformed my classroom into like nothing on the walls, tables already up, chairs already up, it would just make that problem worse. Behavior problems would increase. And I just didn't want that headache. Um, and so I tried to say, you know, if I'm going to be saying with my mouth, we're still in school, we're still learning. And at the same time, I'm ripping down my posters. <laughs> that would kind of be counterintuitive. So um, I was kind of one of those in the middle. I was definitely cleaning out and clearing out stuff that, you know, maybe wouldn't be noticed. Um, but I tried to really wait to those last few days to really get that classroom cleared out. And though I was one of the teachers that was there even after the last three uh, um, teacher work days, as we call them, uh, I was still there. I had to go always. I had to go back for that fourth day when like nobody but the principal, uh, no one but the principal and the assistant principal was there and the bookkeeper. And I was still, you know, loading up my car. So I'm one of those that were in between, I guess. Um, maybe I'm one of those on the extreme of taking forever. Um, so the, that is our little episode that I guess we're going to call um, response to tweets, educational tweets. I don't know. We'll think of some fun name for it. Um, and so I think this is a great idea. I hope you guys um agree that uh, Twitter is actually a place that you can learn something. And the best thing about it is it makes you think whether you agree or disagree with the folks that are tweeting at you, you can, you know, form a, an opinion and um, it just gets us thinking. And the more we think about what we're teaching and how we're teaching and how we're approaching education, I think the better guys, I have to put a plug in for teachthisteacher.com. There's so many educators out there, as you can see, just by our three tweets today that are walking the same um, road that we're walking with the same experiences. And they have so much to share with us. Um, and you can find them on teachthisteacher.com. We hope you join us. Thanks, everybody. See you.